Blog Talk Radio. The Bay Area Sports Show starts now. Just a loyal fan, trying to do the best I can. I'm not afraid, just take a stand, take a stand. Now your host, Danny Golden. What is going on, everyone? Bay Area Sports Time is 9.45 on the Sunday Father's Day night. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Hope it has been a great day for you. Um, Sunday night, about 72 hours since the disappointing end to the Golden State Warriors season as they dropped game six. They dropped the final game at Oracle Arena. 114 to 110 as the Raptors knock off the two-time defending champs and win their first NBA title. And I mean, the Raptors were on fire in that game. Pascal Siakam had 26 points. Kawhi, the Finals MVP, at 22. Kyle Lowry, who actually scored the first 11 points of the game, if I remember correctly, had 26. And Fred Van Fleet had 22. Now the Dubs were in this game from the first quarter till the very end, but the turnovers just killed us. And I mean, it was almost like you were actually forgetting that you were watching a championship team because they just turned into a turnover machine. And, but of course the whole loss and the fact that the Raptors ended the three P hopes, it's not even the big concern. The concern is at the end of the third quarter, Clay Thompson went up for a layup and was blocked by Draymond Green. And this is what it sounded like. Courtesy of 95.7 The Game, the Warriors Radio Network. Down the lane, ball down, walk the ball, turn over. Here comes Curry. Curry to Thompson, Thompson to the rim, goes up and got fouled from behind by the second. Danny Green with a foul, and Thompson's hurt. Oh, he's always hurt. His left knee. He is really hurt. Danny Green fouled him as he flew in for a dunk. He fouled him from behind. How many more injuries must this team go through? I just don't like the way he reacted when he was on the ground. Uh, I think what happened was he, he wasn't aware of the rule that, you know, if you don't shoot the free throws, you can't uh, come back in the game. So I think somebody told him in the hallway, Clay being Clay, Clay he just turned right around and came back and shot the free throws. You know, we committed the automatic foul to uh, get him out of the game. And he, he came back and he told me just two minutes. Just, you know, I think there was, you know, two minutes left in the third. He said, just a two-minute rest, I'll be ready. And next thing I heard was he was stunned for the, for the night. The ovation you hear right now is for Clay Thompson. He walked down the tunnel and said, no, I'm not going to the locker room. This is game six for the NBA Finals. I'm going to turn around, walk under his old power, got back to the free throw line. And, yep, that is right. Now, if he did not go shoot those three throws, he would not have been able to be to return to the game. And, of course, after the game, it ended up being a torn ACL, but he did not seem to know that. And, like, he seemed to be ready to just stay in the game or needed just a little bit of a rest, like as Steve Kerr said on that sound. Like, he just needed a two-minute rest, and he was supposed to be ready to go. And this is a guy who had a, t- who had a torn 
ACL. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, just give me two minutes. I'm, I'm, Gu- I'm Gucci. Just uh, put me back in. Yeah, like, like it's no big deal. <laughs> just insane. Clay Thompson is a warrior, pun intended and no pun intended, at the exact same time. I mean, that is just incredible. Um, but, of course, so he does shoot the three throws, and they – they do the intentional foul after that. He gets out of the game, and he, is, of course, not is not able to return because the injury is much worse than he thinks it is. And the Warriors, despite being in that game till the very end, just again the turnovers were just astonishing. And they took the L, and the Raptors took the series. And so now, Clay Thompson is likely out until at least January or February, and Kevin Durant is most likely out for the entire 2019-2020 season, with the exception of if somehow some miracle, maybe he could come back to the playoffs, but, you know, the Warriors might not even make the playoffs next year as a possibility. I mean, that's what talk is now, is like, will they even make the playoffs next year now after that? I mean, just crazy how you go from being like the top team in the entire world, like they're winning back-to-back titles. And then, you know, having not the best regular season, you know, for their standard, but, you know, of course, enough to easily get back into the playoffs, easily make it back to the finals like that. And it looked like it was going to be an easy three-peat, but it wasn't as the Raptors just were the better team this year, like when healthy. You know, no doubt in my mind, the Warriors would have won the series if they were healthy, but, or, you know, actually, you know, I took it back. I don't know if I know that, you know, because the way the Raptors were playing and, you know, they could have been a problem. You know, they could have chucked this series in seven. Who knows? You know, it's a home court advantage. And, yeah. And Juan Looney was also had, I believe he had a collarbone injury. And he's, he played through it. And, you know, it's, he had a really painful, he was just in pain the whole time. You could tell, you know, just like kind of how DeMarcus Cousins before wasn't, when he first came back in game one and even in game two, when he was there, he didn't, he kind of walked like on the court a little bit, like he was injured, you know, but Kevon Looney played hard and the Warriors almost got that, got the W, but they just could not do it. But honestly, like there's no way that they would have won game seven, like with Clay Thompson and Katie out, like game seven was almost an automatic, series win for the Raptors, but you know, the main concern now is next year. Like, what can they do next year? They're opening in the Chase Center. Can they turn it around? Or not turn it around. Can they remain on top? Hopefully, but only time will tell. And if you want to call in, the number is 516-595-8157. I believe we do have a caller on here, and I believe that is uh, my good friend Austin, what is up? You're on the air. How are you doing? What's up, Danny? How you doing, man? I'm awesome, dude. Thank you for calling in and supporting this show. It means a lot. Of course, I'm honored. I'm honored to be here. What are your takeaways on on this series, you think? I'm kind of bummed, I'm going to be honest with you. I really wanted the Warriors to do it, but... There's so many injuries, so I feel like the Raptors kind of stole it. 
they're healthy, they're probably automatically come out on top, but like with injuries. And well, it's like amazing, like how unlucky because like you almost thought it was like, oh, it won't get any worse, and then it just keeps getting worse and worse. Like as like as you keep going, like as many games as you play, it just keeps getting worse. No, yeah, I agree. And, and you know, another thing is like. You're good, go guys. ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, I just what I was, another, yeah, yeah, it is go definitely ahead. a bummer. First, yeah. Well, another reason to cause them, it's like everyone, mostly everyone on this Warriors, like Ross, like them, all the starters on this on this this roster, and including Kevin Durant, like beforehand, have played in like through June, through so many years that eventually it just catches up on them and on their bodies. If we're like a team that doesn't make the playoffs that many years like is able to stay healthy more because you know they have more time to rest and they let their bodies heal out from everything yeah absolutely it's also a bummer too because Kevin Durant will be gone is it all next season for sure I think he'll be back for playoffs it's not it's nothing certain um like nothing's been ruled official like but the common cases of Achilles injuries have been that they do last Throughout, they can last up to a year, um, from like what I've heard. I think Adrian Peterson, like it's a different sport, but I think he came back pretty quickly from. Yeah. From the Achilles injury, well, also, I believe. It was also the same with Cousins, right? Didn't he have the same injury? Yeah, he he actually. Well, I think he did have an Achilles injury, but it was like, it was definitely not nearly as strong as yeah, because that is true. He. He went out in the Clippers series and he was back for the finals. So like, yeah, there's nothing that's certain about like Kevin Durant's injury. Yeah, no, yeah, because um, I think I could be wrong, but Cousins had the same injury last January or something, and then he was out, or maybe it was like December or January. He was on the Pelicans. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, and, that was the injury he had with the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, and then he signed like a two million. Yeah, he had a quad. Yeah, my bad. This oh year. yeah, and yeah, yeah. He got he got re-injured again. But yeah, then he signed like a couple million contract, couple million dollar contract with the Warriors, and they took his time getting him back. And then he came back in what like February or something, January or February. Yeah, he came back in February. Yeah, and so, so yeah, that could be. Yeah, so hopefully it's not too big of a deal. Hopefully Kevin, I mean, do you think he'll stay with the Warriors next year? Um. You know, I do, and that brings me – we have a, a guest in the chat that he asked, uh, where, do, where do you think Kevin Durant is going and his cousin's going to resign? I don't think he's going to go anywhere now, like, because of – Yeah. I mean, even before this, I don't think he would have. You know, that's just – I don't think he would have retired as a warrior, but, I mean, I just don't think that, like, the Knicks and, like, all, like, the media hype, like, kind of doesn't – like, nothing is – like, he's never said anything about wanting to go there. It's just all the media, like, kind of – like, oh, taking yeah. apart but, things but, and – yeah, the only thing that they were like, I mean, the media makes it seem like, oh yeah, Kevin Durant will go to the Knicks, but also he did he did move all his businesses to New York, which is interesting. But I think that's more Kevin Durant. Yeah, 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 and then he also, um, I don't know, I think he'll stay as well, at least next year, because like now that he's injured, he's not going to be able to play probably most of next year, maybe make the playoffs, like come back in the playoffs and. If he's on the Knicks, they're not even going to make the playoffs if he's not playing. So it doesn't matter. 
That's true. Yeah, and I, I mean, like the Knicks are gonna spend all that money like for the upcoming year. I mean, that's I guess it's a possibility they could do that. And as for Cousins goes, you know, it's I would want them to re-sign him um, if they can somehow trade him for like some value. Then maybe like for like a point guard that's gonna like re- replace Clay. Yeah. For the time being, but. Yeah. Their main their main priority is going to sign Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. If they can get Cousins in there too, that's great. But their main they're they're wanting to spend the money on Kevin Durant and Clay. That's all that matters. Definitely, yeah. I don't know, but Cousins. I mean, he was cool with the Warriors. Like I didn't mind him, but he was also very injury prone this year. Like he was up and down all season. Yeah, he he Hello. was and. And Cousins, like when he played in in the finals, also like you could like I said like early, like when I first started the show, like you could tell like how injured he was, like a little bit like just the way he was kind of walking. It got better like throughout the series. Like he had he had a good game yeah. in game five when they came back and as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting, but it's a bummer for them, but. If if um, Steph would hit that shot at the end of Game Six, man, it'd be a different story right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some people blaming him for how he played. I mean, like, of course he didn't have his best game, but like at the how he played at the end, like, w- was not too bad. Like, he kind of got a good look. Like for like, if it was anyone else, you wouldn't want them shooting a three in that point because they didn't even need a three like to to win the game at that point, but. You know, like yeah. a, a three for like like a layup for like someone else. So for sure, it's also bothering me too how people are like doubting his like legacy and stuff because of like like the media is like saying, "Oh, if to do this to be like to keep him as one of the best point guards ever, or whatever." It's like he beat the Rockets without Kevin Durant. He beat the Portland Blazers without Kevin Durant, and he's averaging like what thirty three, thirty four points a game. Who's dominating? I mean, like, he doesn't, like, yeah, it's great if he won this, but it doesn't take away how good he is, you know? Oh, yeah, not not at all. And, like, well, part of the – and there's been a bunch of, like, people saying, like, throughout the media, like – well, like, actually, like, here's a clip we have here of – this is, like, that I got from our last show about, like, what Charles Barkley said. You've been asking these guys about. all morning if there's somebody to blame. Yes, yes there is somebody to blame. The Golden State Warriors for putting KD out there. Listen, that was not right. You know, if you go back and look at the last two weeks, uh, the article comes out, uh, KD's worst nightmare, the Warriors are winning without him. Then you come out, you read the articles, the Warriors are really unhappy when KD won't risk his Achilles. Uh, They're frustrated with KD. Now this man has to be feeling some type of weight. So I blame the Warriors for KD getting hurt, and I don't care what they say about it. They shouldn't have put that man out there. And you know how I know it? Because he blew out his Achilles. Yeah, Charles. And, yeah, that was Charles. Yeah, I, I, of course, disagree with him, but I honestly don't think that he even believes, like, everything he says in that because, like, if Kevin Durant had not played – there would have been people blaming the Warriors for the and him for the fact that that he didn't play. So it's just and well, also like who can't like no one listens to Charles Barkley. Remember where right when the um Kevin Durant went out in Game Six of the Rockets 
or was it game five? It was game five or six. And he was like, there's no way that the the um, Warriors are going to win that series. There's no way they're going to do that without Kevin Durant. And, like, he literally won the next game and a half without him, you know? And, like, Steph Curry went off, you know? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, I said the series between the Warriors and the Blazers was already over at that point. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, no one listens to him. Like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just, it's it's like Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. They just throw crap out there just to fight with each other and get good TV. That's really it. That's true. The Lakers made a trade, and the Pelicans made a trade yesterday. Anthony Davis. Went to the Lakers for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and some some draft picks, like some fourth round picks, I believe, including the one uh, this Thursday. So um, Dude, Lakers give away everything for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lakers give everything away to get Anthony Davis, didn't they? Pretty much, yeah. But I mean, LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, is that? Like, that should be, like, an interesting battle, if it even is one, between, like, Steph and Draymond and, and the Warriors and, like, play for the second half, hopefully. Um, but, like, there's speculation, like, throughout, like, the Bay Area, like, all of their fans, like, thinking the Warriors might not actually make the playoffs next year because of everything. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's ridiculous. I know. It, it is. But, I mean, like, it, it, it reminds me of, like, back when, before, like, we were even a dynasty and, like, everyone was calling us, like everyone, like had no faith to make it past the first round or the first or second round or I any guar- series. And then, I guarantee you guys will still. I I think you guys can still be the Lakers without Kevin Durant next season. The Warriors, because dude, you have the Slash Brothers and you have Draymond Green. You guys, will, I think they're still great. <laughs> I mean, they proved in 2015 and 2016 they would have won, but Steph Curry was injured like that. You know that. Yeah. I'm- well, in, like, 2016, like, Draymond being suspended also. Yeah, the tripping incident. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I was hard for watching the YouTube. You know it's hard for me, though, because I'm a Thunder fan, so that was tough for me. But I wanted, I was cheering for them. Yeah. I never cheered for LeBron. <laughs> a lot of people that I used to like before like the Warriors and the Cavs like had a rivalry like I used to like root for like LeBron a little bit but yeah different hey um well man I think I'm gonna get going good talking to you about this all right thanks for calling appreciate it of course I'll talk to you later all right see you then bye uh, so if anyone wants to call in, the number is 516-595-8157. I want everyone in the YouTube chat to make sure that I'm still – it says my internet's unstable. Um, so if you can hear me, give me like a – oh, I think I'm good. All right, hold on. The YouTube chat I'm going to have to redo. Um, I'm still live here on – how it ended is okay. Have to go live again here. 
Damn, I hate that internet sucks, guys. Hold on. Apologize if anyone is listening on the stream for the dead air. Um, I don't know if, like, on the blog talk stream. I um, hope everyone can hear me. I'm trying to go back live. All right, everyone. We are back. Going to have to get everyone back in the chat here. And actually, while we do that, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Oh, Bob, Bob Money, thank you for joining the chat. Sorry about the technical difficulties there. Um, let's see if we get. Okay, we got two people viewing now. Okay, getting the people back. Nice. All right, yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. Internet in in my casita here isn't doing the best, but it's good to be back nonetheless. Um, we're live here on Blog Talk Radio. If anyone listening or watching me on YouTube would like to call in the numbers 516-595-8157. Talking, talking Warriors right now, or we can talk whatever you want to talk about. Um, the Giants today lost 5-3 to three to the Milwaukee Brewers. However, they did take the series. And they got a big series come up next against the L.A. Dodgers, their rival Dodgers. So Giants not doing the best this year, but still play good in some games. And Niners season is also getting close. You're trying to camp up next month. I know uh, a good friend, Hawkater TV, J.D., um, the unofficial 49ers analyst of the show. If he wants to call and talk about that, you're always welcome to. Um, So I'm going to take a short little break right now, and we'll be right back. Come up next, we will get into a little more Warrior talk, maybe take a little look at the Niners' upcoming season next year. Anything that you want to talk about, no matter what it is, I'm welcome to accept your call at 516-595-8157. And for our break, we will play the song that was played at the last halftime at Oracle Arena. Take it away. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long. I must have superpowers. Wrap 225,000 hours. Get a calculator. Do the math. I made a thousand songs that made you move your ass. For the last 300 months, I made 16 albums with me on the front, and they bump. Where you get your beats, I heard 93 rappers say bitch like me. Two singers and 10 comedians, and I'm still gonna yell it every time you see me in. What's my favorite word? Why they gotta say it like short? You know they can't play on my court, can't hang with the big dogs, stay on the porch. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Where you get 
My nigga C got locked up, but these real hoes still know they got the fuck. Give a fuck, nigga, what you say. Short dog, fuck with you, GK. Do you really wanna be like me? Big game like Snoop and TIP. Pretty girls in the VIP, they came with Trey. They don't need ID. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle.
I'm ready to, to be on the air right now. Boy, does it feel great to have your voice be heard. Man. So, of course, the Warriors played their last ever game at Oracle Arena, and nobody is watching me on the chat. Woohoo! Yeah, up my connection is the best where I am where I'm at but um if anyone can hear me give me like give me like a one in the chat or something if anyone is seeing me I think yeah if anyone can hear me I know someone's hearing me because I'm just not talking to thin air I'm live on blog talk radio 516-595-8157 talking warriors are disappointing defeat to the Toronto Raptors man they had a chance I mean they've already made so much history They've had a chance to make even more history by getting that three-peat. Boy, would that have been something if they could have done it, man. That would have been something. Oh, man. Niners next year. Oh, come on, YouTube chat. You suck. Do not not do that right now. Come on. You know? No problem. You know what? You know why? Because I can go live on YouTube through here. No worries. Hold on a second. Actually, while I get that set up, I'm going to play this one more time. Down the lane. Ball down. Walk the ball. Turn over. Here comes Curry. Curry to the top. To the top. To the rim. Goes up and down. Danny Green fouled him as he flew in for a dunk. He fouled him from behind. How many more injuries must this team go through? I just don't like the way he reacted when he was on the ground. Uh, I think what happened was he, he wasn't aware of the rule that, you know, if you don't shoot the free throws, you can't uh, come back in the game. So I think somebody told him in the hallway. Clay being Clay, Clay he just turned right around and came back and shot the free throws. You know, we committed the automatic foul to uh, get him out of the game, and he came back and he told me just two minutes. Just, you know, I think there was, you know, two minutes left in the third. He said just a two-minute rest, I'll be ready. And next thing I heard was he was stunned for the for the night. The ovation you hear right now is for Clay Thompson. He walked down the tunnel and said, no, I'm not going to the locker room. This is game six for the NBA Finals. I'm going to turn around, walk under his old power, got back to the free throw line. Boy, is Clay amazing. Like, the Warriors would not be where they were if it was not for Clay Thompson. Let's see. Um, do you want to call in? The number is 516-595-8157. Excuse me. YouTube, we are back in live. Oh, no, we're not. Got to click the go live button. I hate having that bad connection. It sucks. 
Please, someone can hear me right now. Give me some signs so I know I'm not talking to thin air. But I know I'm live here on Block Talk Radio, but I don't know how many people listen to the random shows. Okay, I'm back live, everyone. Back live. Live. Yes. In fact, just to show everyone that I'm live, here is the intro to the Bay Area Sports Show hosted by me, Danny Golding, Danny G SFG TV here on YouTube. The Bay Area Sports Show starts now. Just a loyal fan, trying to do the best they can. Now your host, Danny Golden. Sports time. It is 10 o'clock, top of the hour. Got about 30 minutes still here. Talking to Warriors, talking Niners, talking some SF Giants, whatever you want. Bang the number 516-595-8157. Got a lot to get into, and I got a caller calling call in right now. This is um. Good buddy, Duroc. Duroc, you're live on Blog Talk Radio. What is up? Hey, hey, what's the topics? Talking some Warriors right now. Oh, okay. You, what were you, you saying? About yeah, I'll get into uh, um, well, into. Yeah, Steph Curry. Um, so he's overrated. Um. Like, he's a good player in the regular season. He's probably top three, maybe top five in the regular season. But every every finals, he's, he's, he's just not the same. And he had a, he had a look, man. Like, they're down by one. They they had that, uh, if you remember in game six before the, before the end, they forced that turnover. Like, that was a huge play. Like, they probably would have fouled him if they didn't force that turnover, but it was a huge play. Like you get, you're, you're on your home court and you force that play yeah, defensively you, and you're you down one and you have, yeah, cause the are Raptors you, were up yeah. one and the shot, the shot clock was off, but instead of fouling to make it a three point game, they, uh, they tried to play defense. And it worked because they got the ball back with nine seconds left. And that's when Steph took that last shot. And he got a good look at it. I mean, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't wide open. But, like, they they ran a play for him. He came off a screen and he bricked it. He bricked a lot. Like, dude, like, the free throws are bad from Cousins and uh, what's his name? Iguodala. Because they were missing a ton yeah. of free throws. But, but Curry, like... Yeah, Dude, you got to make that shot. Yeah. They showed the graphic on the TV before. He's like 0 for 7 before that in like last second shots, and now he's 0 for 8. He's a choker. And that's because he's, like, I think he's a little tough. He got the look that he wanted to. Like, I think he probably could have, maybe if he would have waited like a second, he could have got a better look. I mean, he shot it off a little too early. Like, Steph's a player that, nine, that almost at least 90% of the time, like when the game's on the line, I feel like you could count on him, like for a last second shot. Well, obviously right not, because he's over. He's now over eight. 
he's now 0 for 8 in game last second game winning shots, dude. He's 0 for 8. You like in the first, in general. I for, I'd have to I'd have to rewatch the game. I forget what the exact criteria was, but he was like 0 for 7 on sh- like on shots in the last possession that could either tie or win the game or something like that. Something to that effect. He was 0 for 7. Maybe it was playoffs only. Because I think he's hit a few in the regular season. It must have been playoffs. He's hit a few yeah. game-winning shots in the regular season, but he's never done it in the playoffs. Except the only one I can remember is that I think it was the first year, the first championship when they were playing – I think they were playing New Orleans. Anthony Davis was a rookie, and they were they came back, and he hit like a three to tie it to send it to overtime. But that's the only one I can remember. Now, Clay, Clay, Clay is a beast. Like, Clay's a warrior. Like, he, he has his limitations. He can't take anyone off the dribble. He's, he's, a, he's a shooter, but he plays defense, too. So, even though he's injured, I would sign, I would sign Clay. And I don't know. I don't think, yeah. is there enough room to sign Clay and Durant? Like, they need Durant. They yeah, need Durant, especially if uh, if the Lakers the Lakers got Anthony Davis, and then now they're going to get Kawhi, or they might get Kyrie. I don't yeah, think Kawhi you need. Go. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think they need a guard more, anyways. But they'll probably get Kyrie. So, yeah, and the Warriors, yeah, you need to sign Durant. Like, if you don't sign Durant, you're not going to win. And then I what? think this injury made it more likely for them to sign Durant, like try to get a better, like a, maybe try to do the max five year deal if they can for him. Because like if it wasn't for the injury, yeah, but then I don't he, think they could keep Durant, Durant and Clay. I, I think, think they, they could, but they just, wouldn't, they just wouldn't have much room to do any more after that. If I believe, yeah. I want to we'll welcome, see what happens. I want to thank you for being in the chat. What? I just want to say I, I wanted that. to uh, thank JD and, and Otis for watching on the on the YouTube live chat that I'm also in right now. I had some technical oh, okay. difficulties. Hey, did you see? Did you see the Raiders are going to be on Hard Knocks? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not their last that's gonna be the best now. hour. You know, that's gonna be the best hour of television this summer. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I cannot I wait to watch Gruden. Uh, you know, you know, you know, Derek Carr. He goes by Derek. Derek now, the guy that wears makeup that plays quarterback for the Raiders. Instead of Derek Carr, he goes by Derek Carr. I, I did not hear that. Yeah, he he uh, he did a name change. He he. He identifies as Derek now, bro. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, um, hey, where it's, it's twenty, it's it's literally twenty nineteen, bro. If you want to identify as something else, you're allowed to. Like we should all support Derek and his newfound journey, okay? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um. hard knocks should be good. Niners it should be like, yeah. Let's talk about that. So you you think we got a shot this year to to find all the odds and just you know say fuck it and win a, a Super Bowl, kind of like the Giants did in 
2010, like when no one thought they'd even be a playoff team? Well, here's the thing. There's only a few things I'm worried about. Number one is Garoppolo's health because – but I'm not even worried too much about that because Mullen, Mullen showed last year that he can play in the he offense. Was, and I've always said that – here's the thing. You're either – like, you're either – you either can play in the offense or you can't. Like, he's like Matt Schaub. Like, Kyle Shanahan did the same thing in Houston. Matt Schaub wasn't that good. But he could produce in the offense. So even if Garoppolo misses a few games, like I'm not, I'm not really too worried about it because Mullins is probably the best backup in the league, if not one, one of the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I now have, the Niners, I the Niners would have won eight. The Niners would have won eight games last year if they had played Mullins from the get-go. Like C.J. Bathard is terrible. He is one of the worst quarterbacks ever, ever. Now the other thing I'm worried about is even, the other thing I'm worried about is see on def, if you look at the defense from a talent perspective they nobody improved their defense as much as we did because we got the top the top linebacker Quan Alexander in free agency um, so you're gonna pair him with Warner and then you draft Bosa and then you do the sign and trade was it a sign and trade I believe for uh, D Ford. I know we traded for him and then we signed him something. I don't remember the specifics. You got D Ford, you got Joey Bosa. And then the other underrated signing is they signed Jason Verrett from San Diego to play corner. And before he got injured, he was, he was like a top 10 corner. Uh, The only position they didn't address was safety. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the, The talent is there, but my, my only concern is, Robert Sala, because Robert Sala, like, I I hope I'm wrong, and I hope now that he has the horses, he'll do shit differently, but he seems like he's a a coverage guy. Like, he wants – he doesn't want to build a defense that, like, attacks. He wants to, build like, play a bunch of zone and and force the quarterback to make mistakes, but that's the thing. The the reason the the Niners only had two interceptions last year it was like the worst of all time because Sala never disguises his looks. Yeah. And the, even the bad quarterbacks we play against could identify everything like very easily. Like there's no, there's no sophistication to the defense. You need sophistication to get interceptions and pass rush helps too, but it's also like his, like his coverage, his coverage concepts are so cookie cutter. They're like, they're like college level. Like, he, he doesn't bring anything nuanced to the table, and he doesn't blitz that often. He just he just seems like he's – I don't know. He just seems like – like, he, he coaches as if, like, like, just – you know, he's like Mike Singletary. It's like, you know, go hit him in the mouth. Okay, great. But what are you going to do to put them in a position to win? You know, like, just look at the Giants game last year on the final drive. The motherfucker has Cassius Marsh covering Saquon Barkley. Like that that that's just you getting owned. Like that that should never happen. Cassius Marsh was a was a pass rusher and you have this motherfucker trying to defend Saquon Barkley in the slot on a slant on third third and ten. You're an idiot, bro. Here's what the Niners just need to hire they need to fire Solo, they need to hire me. I mean I would have this as a top five defense easily. 
I mean, if he doesn't have this defense in the top ten, they might need to, like, send his brain to, uh, to like, you know, those – those brain surgeons that like research CTE because there there must if he can't get this defense in the top ten there's something wrong with his brain so that's one worry you have to worry about Robert Solis IQ and then also Kyle Shanahan Kyle Shanahan has a lot of good things about him number one he's a good play caller he's got a good offensive mind I like what he's trying to do here's the bad with Kyle Shanahan is part of being a head coach is coaching the team, not just the offense. So if the defense is fucking up, do not be afraid in week five to send Salah's bags packing. Okay. And then also Kyle Shanahan, you have to get better in the red zone, bro. You have to design plays for George Kittle in the red zone. You have to like the red zone offense isn't there. Like the yards are there. He's the, He's the best play caller in between the 20s, but when he gets in the red zone, he can't figure it out. I don't know why. And so that would, and then the other thing too is Kyle Shanahan has lost almost every close game. Like it's two years in a row now. The Niners have been they have they've been blown out like maybe three or four times, maybe five. But there's like a ton of these losses where it comes down to the last possession. You need to start winning those games, dude, not losing them. And it yeah, was like also, the also was, yeah, the Packers game's perfect example of that. Even with Bassard, he like there's no reason you should have lost that game. You shouldn't have lost the Giants game. I'm trying to think of the other True. ones that he shouldn't have lost. Oh, yeah. um, the San Diego game, he shouldn't have lost that game. True. Um, JD Hawk Hater TV, you're on the air. What's up? What's up, man? Now, you could have let him uh, finish his thought, but uh, I just I had a couple things I wanted to hit on real quick. Five minutes. You guys so are breaking up. up. I can't really hear you. Can, you got yeah, me, Yeah, I can you never good? hear what he's saying. I can never hear what he's saying, dude. Yeah, Danny, like, you how sound funny. How are you going to be the host and I can't hear you? But no, um, I wanted to make two quick points real quick. Um, Danny, I want to give you a little bit of inside information on uh, one of the guys that your caller here to rock just mentioned, Jason Barrett. I actually yeah, got you to met meet him. Jason Barrett yesterday, and uh, he had a uh, a fun fest, like a festival for kids at his high school in Fairfield, California yesterday. Free food, free of, uh, they were playing games and doing an obstacle course and all this stuff, all this fun stuff for kids. And Jason Barrett was running around out there looking really healthy. Like I know that, you, you know, he wasn't playing football, but he was running full speed through this obstacle course, not even caring about his knee or his, or his Achilles. Like he looked fine. He looked really, really good, really spry, really healthy. And I got a chance to talk to him for a few minutes. He was really cool. Um, and uh, he said, you know, he's ready to go and, and, and all that. And he's really looking forward to, to playing this year and all that kind of good stuff. So just wanted to share that with the uh, with, with your show, Danny. And then also real quick, and I'll let Durak, um comment on this too because I, I, he was talking about Robert Sala. I feel like Robert Sala is, has been completely emasculated on this team. 
because they brought in Chris Kasurik to coach up that D-line and completely changed the strategy of how they're deploying that front four. Now they're switching to that wide nine. And then they bring in Joe Woods from Denver to coach up the secondary and, and deal with those guys. So what exactly is Robert Sala even going to do anymore? I, I feel like they're setting him up to, to make him the scapegoat, which is fine by me because he is trash. And I think he's going to get fired at some point, probably either midseason or the end of the year, and you're, you're going to see either Joe Woods or Kasurik become the defensive coordinator. So, uh, Danny, that was all that I had. Uh, I'll let you guys continue on. So, yeah, good show. Thanks for calling, J.D. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll comment on that. Yeah, I'll comment on that. This is above your uh, your pay grade, Danny, but the, the 49ers have switched their their fronts instead of the regular 4-3 under and overlooks they've been using. They're switching to a wide nine, which is uh, better for pass rush. It's a little weaker against the run in the interior. I'm worried about that because every wide nine team I've seen, even there's been even been good ones that can get after the passer and everything. The only reservation I have is that all of those teams were – were suspect to the running game in the interior. And when you look at the Rams, the Rams run the inside zone in one of the most, if not the most, in the league. So I'll be interested to see how this front does versus the Rams because they're, they're, uh, they're my main, my main uh, you know, I'm not worried about the Seahawks. I'm definitely not worried about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going 2-14. What a shit show that is. So they take Josh Rosen, who sucks. Nobody likes him. He's just trash. They take Josh Rosen. Then they trade him to Miami for a second-round pick. And then they take Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray? I'm supposed to be scared of Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray, I mean, he did want he's going to he's going, – he sucks, dude. Like, he shouldn't have even been drafted. Are you kidding me? Like just wait, wait until he faces an NFL. It's not going to be. It's going to be worse than Lamar Jackson last year. He's too small, and it's not even the height. It's he's like 160 pounds. It's not like Russell Wilson where he's like, oh, he's a he's kind of short, but you know he's 220 pounds. No, this guy's like 160 pounds. Like yeah, he can dodge people in college ball in the Big 12, the worst defensive conference in the league. He's not Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was deadly accurate and plays like a quarterback. Kyler Murray, it's not going to work out for him. It's not. His play style, it's not going to work out for him. And I'll be shocked if they win more than four games. I'm going to say 2-14. and 14. It's going to be a rough year for the Cardinals. The Rams are my main concern. I see the Seahawks. Well, I don't know. They they might be like 7-9, and 8-8. Eight and eight. They'll still be, they'll still probably beat us in Seattle, you know, divisional game. Like they're not yeah, completely worthless. They got it. But uh, anyways, back to the point. Yeah, Sala. Yeah, he has a good point because they brought in, like you said, the D line guys installing the wide nine, and Joe Woods has experience being a defensive coordinator, and now he's coaching the secondary. Well, that should, and he's right. I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know. Kyle Shanahan wouldn't throw him under the bus, but he was not happy with the scheme last year. How could you be? You only had two interceptions, the worst of all time. Now, granted, some of that's the pass rush, but 
Nick Dude, you get Richard Sherman. Bad. Richard Sherman has Richard Sherman has the most interceptions in the league since he's entered the league. And then you get Richard Sherman, and you only have two interceptions. What does that tell you? That everybody and their mother knew what Salah was doing last year. There's no creativity. He's a moron. He's dumb. Like, he's just dumb. Like, how, how do you not adjust in the final two minutes against the Giants and you leave Cassius Marsh covering Saquon Barkley? Like, that's like getting on, on 2K and, like, posting some idiot up, you know, with, like, you know, like AD, and he's not, he's not adjusting. Like, you get a matchup, like AD versus, some, like, some small guard. Like, how does that happen? How do you get that outcoached? I don't get it. I'm ranting on my soapbox now. Not a fan of Salah. I agree with JD. I think, I honest, I mean, unless he comes out, you know, guns blazing and has a few good performances, the hot seat will be quick for him. And if we get around to like week six or week seven, and we're like three and three, and we've lost a few games because we couldn't stop anybody, he's going to be gone. If Robert somehow Salah it will be gone. Do you see Kyle Shanahan being on the hot seat too, maybe after this year or after next year, if anything? Uh yes. I don't think he would get fired, but yeah, if they if they if they don't if they don't make the playoffs, he he will be on the hot seat for next year. Yeah. I mean, it all depends. Like, did anybody get hurt? Like, if Jimmy goes down again, well, see, even if Jimmy goes down, he's got Mullins and he's got a defense now. He should he should be winning games. There's no excuse. And yeah, I, I looked at the schedule. Contrary, contrary to popular belief, I don't think the schedule is that bad. I, I, I think that I think if all goes to plan, we should win 12 games. I really think that 11, 11 to 12 wins. If if he's if he wins less than 10, then it was a disappointment. It really was. And that's the other thing. He needs to learn how to win the close games. He has to prove that because this is the same guy that that uh, had. What was it, twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl, and he found a way to lose that. Now, granted, he doesn't coach defense, but I'm sure if you ask Kyle Shanahan if he would like a few of those calls back in that Super Bowl, he would say, uh, "Yeah, sure would." So, I here, I'm not hating on Kyle Shanahan. I love. That yeah, I know. I finally have. A- we finally have a coach that knows what the fuck he's doing on the offensive side of the ball. It's refreshing. His attitude is refreshing. Besides the, uh, no, let's call it, I mean, he hired a woman to coach some receivers. That was kind of suspect. Um, but other, and he hired Sala. So his, the only complaint I have is the, the close losses and some of the hiring decisions. Um. Yeah, uh, you know, hiring some token dyke for your diversity points like that. Like, we're here to win games. We're not here to win diversity games. We're here to win games. What the hell is she doing on, on the coaching staff? I rest my case. I won't. I won't get too much into that. I'll keep it PG and PC for for all the NPCs out there. Yeah, I'll keep it PC for. I won't get on my soapbox too much. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, Kyle, he's got a good offensive mind. He's got some things to work on, and he has to prove himself. And he knows that. I mean, if he was self-aware at all, he would realize, yeah, you know, i got to win some of these close games now, and there's not many excuses, and 
and I got to get better in the red zone. And yeah, it's year three. I mean, I mean, it was a bad roster when they took over, but you know, granted they've made a few mistakes. They drafted Solomon Thomas. What a fucking, what a clusterfuck of a pick that was. What a fucking loser that guy is. Stay away from Pac-12 linemen. If they take anyone else from Stanford in the first round, it's a mistake. We had Jonathan Martin. Now we have crybaby Solomon Thomas. No. No, 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 no. You, you need to find people that want to play football and hit, hit people. Not, the, not these nerds from Stanford, okay? Anyways, they've missed on a few picks, but the overall talent on the roster is there. So there's no excuse this year. Kyle Shanahan needs to win at least 10 games. If he doesn't win 10 games, it's a disappointment. Yeah, no, I I agree. Or I think maybe nine and seven would would be doable. And that's pushing would it. Be it, would, right too. it would all depend on the context. It would all depend on what yeah. on like every like there was there's I mean yeah, you're not gonna fire him after nine and seven. But with this roster, I mean here, he's gotta get in the playoffs. If he misses the even if he misses the playoffs by one game. Like, I'm not going to fire him, but, yeah, he will be on the hot seat for the next year. Now, if he completely bombs out and this whole thing blows up and he goes, like, 4-12 and 12 again, yeah, he's got to get fired. There's no excuse. If he wins less than eight games, he needs to be fired. Start too because his last two years, obviously, like, they didn't like – the way they started out, the I mean, well, Jimmy G, granted, did get injured week three last year, but, I mean – and, like, the idea, like, it was almost like they were tanking basically after that because, like, C.J. Beathard, I mean, he showed a little bit of accuracy maybe the, the, the year before, and he he was okay in some games, like in the Packers games, but he was overall, I agree with you, he was overall garbage. And Nick Mullins was, was phenomenal. Like, the, his Nick Mullins' pocket presence was great. Like, he seemed to, like, just know what yeah, he was doing. Yeah, like, that's, he was the, not that's the main – that's the main difference. That's hard. Bethard has happy feet, so he can't set his feet. He doesn't make quick decisions. So, especially with a suspect O-line with pass pro, which we have, you know, that's why guys like Mullins and Garoppolo are better because they're going to get the ball out quick. Bethard, see, he doesn't – that's the thing. Like, it, he doesn't do anything well. He doesn't have a strong arm. He's kind of mobile. But, yeah, he's just he, – he, he takes way too long to read read the defense. He takes way too long to get rid of the ball. He's just a second slow on everything. It's it's not working out for him. He'll, I think he will be cut. I will predict that. I think we're only going to go with two quarterbacks this year. It'll be Garoppolo and Mullins. I don't think C.J. Bathard makes it after the preseason. I think he'll be gone. Now, the other thing, too, is the other mistake I feel like they made was giving Jarek McKinnon all that money. Now, granted, he had a freak injury on, like, the last play of practice last year, which sucks. But, dude, why would you give this guy so much money? He's not, like, running backs are a dime a dozen. Like, and we got Tevin Coleman. I wouldn't be surprised if Jarek McKinnon is let go because of his contract. I mean, I'm not a cap expert, and I don't know. Maybe he's doing a big signing bonus. Maybe they won't. But if it, if we get into training camp and preseason and Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida are running the ball fine, like I don't see what the need for McKinnon is. They say he catches passes out of the backfield, but so does Coleman. 
like Coleman was great at that in Atlanta with Shanahan. So I don't I don't see what Jarek McKinnon brings to this team at this current time. Hope he proves me wrong. Receiver wise, I'm excited for this year's receiver group. I'm excited to see Debo Samuel. And I'm excited. I actually am going to make a prediction. I believe that people are going to be surprised. Jordan Matthews will make the team. And I believe Trent Taylor Trent Taylor or Richie Bourne will get cut. I think they'll keep six. I think they'll keep Matthews, uh, Pettis, obviously, Samuel, Hurd, that's four. Bourne, five. And... You know they might even they might even keep uh, Richie James for special teams and cut Goodwin. Goodwin Goodwin had a good year. He didn't have a good year last year. He had a good year his first year. Yeah. Now Goodwin has Goodwin has speed, but he's not reliable. Like he's always hurt. He's always has. Dude, how about bro? How about you stop having sex with your wife? This is two years in a row now. You've had a miscarriage. It's clear she can't get the job done, bro. Give up on it. Right. What, you're going to miss a game every year because your wife can't fucking carry a baby? Like, at some point, you got to be like, oh, like, move on. Like, find, you know, you know, he's an NFL player. He's got access. Go find some other woman to, to carry the carry the child. Do what you got to do, bro. Like, it's ridiculous that, that, that a freak thing happened two years in a row. It's ridiculous. So, so it happened not, twice? Yeah. It happened the first year, and it happened last year. He had two tragedies. Man, I knew it happened once, so, and obviously it was a tragic thing that happened. Um, look, that dude, I didn't he, know it. he chose wrong. He chose, dude. It it happens to the best of us. Like nobody's got this women problem figured out. He chose wrong. She can't carry a child for him. That sucks. Like you, you got to dump her, move on, or if you like her, I don't know. You got to go stick your dick in someone else and make it happen, but you can't miss another game because wifey can't fucking carry the baby. You know what I mean? So, anyways, um, probably uh, teetering on that line of being uh, politically incorrect, so uh, I'll uh, I'll take my call off the air, but I appreciate you letting me uh, put my thoughts out there. What about a couple minutes anyway? Thank you to Rock for, for for calling in. Uh, appreciate it. And by the way, I apologize for anyone that was offended by any of the things he said. And um, and I do wish Marcus, Marquise Goodwin well. I and mean, that was a tragic thing. I, you know, prayers out to his, his family. You know, very sad that that happened. And I hope to see him, you know, make the team. Well, he's already on the team. But I, I hope to see him having having a decent year this year. And, yeah, you know, so Warriors next year, are they going to make the playoffs? Hopefully, of course, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, kidding me. Giants, can they be better this year? I don't see them doing anything this year, but can they get out of last place at least? That'd be good. And the Niners, can they go 12-4 and four, like the Rock said, or 11-5, and 10-6? That'd be awesome. But anyway, thank you everyone for listening here on Block Talk Radio. Thanks for Austin and Duroc for calling in. Thanks to Otis, Tyler Marshall, um, GED, Hockey Air TV, who else called in for listening. Um, have a great night, everyone.